Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Did you miss me? Every now and then I need to pull off these solo ones. I know you are enjoying the guests a lot. Last one we talked about photography, videography. And every now and then we have like people from MX Martial Arts. Our various different avenues of career that you would like to explore. Maybe. But every now and then I need to pull off the solo one so that I answer your questions. And there have been so many questions that I don't think that all of them can be answered in this one lifetime. I'm pretty sure about that. Uh, and I can live with that. But in today's episode, uh, we might be talking about a spy balloon, <laughs> uh, imposter syndrome, airports, Lingenberg's new album, or Bella Hadid the scientist. Now, I do not know where this podcast is going to go. Neither do you. Because you know that this is an unscripted podcast and we love it because of that very unscripted nature. Um, but you basically know what this podcast is all about. Uh, one big news is that now this podcast is also available on Amazon Music. They are getting into podcasts and so we are getting into that. Uh, it is already available on all the other audio platforms but I'm uh, just uh, breaking news. So let's get into the first topic just Roll the roulette, which one are we going to pick? Hmm. Imposter syndrome. So, a lot of people have this problem, right? So, the problems of this day and age is a lot different than the problems that kids used to have, like, just five years ago. Honestly speaking, there are new problems that are emerging and I think they have always been over there, but now people pay attention. Or it might be other reasons too. But imposter syndrome is something that I've been hearing more and more about. And honestly, I did not know that it was a thing. But now I know because almost every next person thinks that they have it. Now, unlike like depression or anxiety, you do not need to be a clinical psychologist to understand this, right? Or you do not need to be like a... What was that? Uh, we had one uh, doctor over here who was a psychiatrist. Yeah, you call it monovaganic in Hindi. And he explained a lot of stuff. You probably missed it out because you were too busy scrolling through reels and shots. <laughs> but he talked a lot about the rise in anxiety in the basically Gen Z kid. And uh, a few days ago... I got a mail. <laughs> it was funny the way that he wrote it. He got some government job and wrote it like, I'm the first Gen Z kid to get a government job. I'm like, yo, what? <laughs> Is that an accomplishment or can you prove that? Uh, but he wanted to be on the podcast. And I said, nah, don't do that anymore. <laughs> don't have just random gate toppers or competitive examination toppers on my podcast. I need to end the cycle at some point or the other. Um, but let's just get into this whole thing of... Uh, um, what was that again? <laughs> Imposter syndrome. Now, this is not something to be joked about. But I think I have some solution for it. Because I never had it. Now, I wanted to talk about this in that podcast where I discussed motivation and huge amount of detail there are like seven or eight reasons or emotions that you can use for motivating you and keeping you going and one of those things were overconfidence right and i wanted to i meant to get into this topic of imposter syndrome 
because overconfidence is straight opposite of imposter syndrome. Uh, but I did not because sometimes your boy just forget about things. So let's get into it in this one. See, I never had an imposter syndrome. And basically, if you do not know, imposter syndrome means that you think that what you have gotten, you don't really deserve. That's that's not good because you kind of live in a guild and I've seen people go through it and they think that they just got lucky or they are here because they are from this XYZ caste or creed or gender or whatever community and they just got it and the world does its best to strike this hard on those people who have it like I've seen people telling other people that you are in this position just because you are a girl you're in this position just because you are from that nationality you are in that position just because uh, you have a quota or something and there are more deserving people who are not in that position and that imposter syndrome is already over there we always doubt ourselves some more than others and that just amplifies but if if someone comes to me and says that dude you don't deserve this i would be saying yeah no shit i don't deserve it i deserve much more i don't get the things that i deserve so i have to settle down with this so that's a complete 180 of the imposter syndrome that is overconfidence like there are people who would always be thinking not that they don't deserve the things that they have but they deserve much more and they do not even get that so i do not know what you're going to call that what is going to be the opposite of imposter syndrome i don't even know man it's just overconfidence let me know down in the comment section what you think is is a good term for that but some would say that oh you are just built that way dude you're not built anyway okay we build ourselves every day brick by brick so if you want to change you can and that's another thing about changing some people say that oh i came from way back down there so it's going to take me much more time to change every day i work on changing see man you change in a minute you change on that very day that you decide that you want to change it's just the length of time that you give yourself stuffed with excuses that you keep on delaying that change if if you want to change you can change right now it does not take anything it's just a simple realization and i've talked about it in the motivation episode a lot if you missed it god damn it go and go through that episode of podcast which will give you sustainable motivation talking about it in the most logical genuine manner but coming back to the point that we are discussing over here if you want to change you will change right now anybody who changes changes on that very day let's say you want to quit smoking now you've been trying at it for 3 months and you're failing every now and then one day you change you change that day not in 3 months so it's only like when you finally take it seriously I've talked about it mildly but I'm going to talk about it in much more detail now. Life will keep on slapping you until and unless you understand. And it depends on which day you say enough is enough, I'm going to change now. 
so if you want to change you can change with this podcast but if not you can give yourself excuses for 10 more years oh i came from dark shit man it is going to take me longer and keep on giving yourself excuses and reasons to continue on doing what you've been doing and keeping your life where it is right now the way it is like right now or you can say it's all about mentality i have the keys in my own hand i'm going to unlock it and i'm going to change today simple as that so let's discuss a little bit of mentality of imposter syndrome and how it is different from overconfidence and why some people are overconfident some people has underconfidence which is also in terms of imposter syndrome by the way if i had to choose i would choose overconfidence any other day over underconfidence definitely man if i have overconfidence i'll be having bigger goals i would be dreaming big and because of that i will be at, at least achieving something if i have underconfidence i'll be shooting low lower than my real capability so definitely i'm going to choose overconfidence over unconf- underconfidence any given day although it cannot be balanced i don't think that any human being is just balanced in between overconfidence and underconfidence always stays like a monk it is a tug of war sometimes you become too overconfident oh you pull yourself back over here and then you become a little bit of an underconfident but then you pull yourself a little bit over there and you kind of oscillate about that optimum ideal point that is in between overconfidence and underconfidence so what is different in people like me who do not face imposter syndrome but most of the time think that i don't even get what i deserve man give me more it's just a mentality just like i said there's a tug of war there's always a war in your head between what you should be thinking like and all the other thoughts that are moving you on the other direction like there's a thought that comes into my mind oh i don't think i deserve this i just got lucky and that day went well and so i got selected in bark uh but if it would it would have gone any other way i would not be over here i just got lucky so this is an imposter syndrome i don't deserve it i just got lucky or i got some extra privileges and the difference is how we react to it so the same thought process can go in my head as well and your head as well let's say i am overconfident and you are underconfident the exact same thought process happens in both the minds the difference is how i react and how you react so when this thought pops into my head oh i don't deserve it i say fuck that i deserve much more and that thought that fights that and says exact opposite to that and contradicts that thought is way stronger or i fight longer this to say that no I deserve way more. I worked so hard. These are the reasons. I start talking about the reasons what I've done, what I've been through, how hard I work right now, and what what all I have sacrificed for what I have right now. And same thing is that if that goes into your head, just an example, and you start thinking that oh, that other guy also said the same thing. or oh, that girl 10 years ago also said the same thing my father growing up said the same thing and you start doubling down on that negative thought 
and soon it's getting worse and worse it's downward spiral the worse you get the worse the thought gets the worse you get and you know how it goes so the difference between me and you is that i have a defending voice within me while you have created an opposing voice within you which is not made by your voice but the voice of all the other critics around you who do not want you to become better that's the difference this is what people need to understand you have to create that second voice within you that always protects you always stands by your side wants your betterment you have to do that a lot of people look for confidence and they seek it from their external sources they seek it from the family they seek it from their like boyfriend or girlfriend they seek it from their husband or wife they seek it from their brothers and sisters they seek it from their friends a lot of people just make friends so that there are people around them who who will be supporting i do not know what kind of utopian world that is but boy that movie shit does not work in real life this is how real life works people around you generally do not want you to grow nobody wants to see you become better than them what are you talking about what kind of world are you living or are you living in a fairy tale this does not work so am i going to rely on that kind of world to motivate me when i'm down dude that kind of world is going to kick me harder when i'm down so that i stay down and they feel better about themselves so i'm definitely not going to seek motivation from those people what i'm going to do instead is create a voice within me that i can rely on and there's a voice within me all the time there's a secondary voice that has been in me for the past i don't know man close to 10 years or so which always whenever you say i cannot do it whenever a comment say that i'm dog shit and my content is degrading is not as good as it used to be that's the secondary voice always saying no I know what I'm doing. I have a plan for myself. I have a vision, and all those X, Y, Z array of reasons of why I'm correct. And now that is not to be mistaken by a grandiosity that I'm always praising myself. That way, you never become better. You have to have a critic within yourself as well. That is important. But you need to understand that you cannot criticize yourself to the point that you do not want to work. you do not want to praise yourself to the point that you do not want to work either but both of those in an optimum level or moderate level or modulated level should be within you you cannot rely for these things from external sources so think about creating that voice whenever next time you're down and you think that oh i wish that there was someone else who would right now support me sympathize with me and and give me a shoulder instead of that just create that voice within you it is important for you because otherwise every other person is temporary they're not always going to be over that trust me man even if they are with you let's say they are like your life partner and they're always there with you they're not always there with you just before you go to sleep and you're lost in your own thoughts they're not there with you you're giving an examination you're not able to solve problems and those negative thought comes they are not there with you an instantaneous problem appears they're not there with you you have to have that second voice within you who is always with you 
And that's what you need to start working on. That's the difference between overconfident and underconfident people. That secondary voice has become so strong that they don't let anyone else say anything bad about them. Not in a bad manner, obviously. Otherwise, you get a dictator, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> I just know how things should work. So what I'm going to do is slaughter a cast of people or something. So obviously not. I hope you get my point. If you don't, the comment section is open for you, son. Now, that's too heavy of a talk for starting a podcast, which is supposed to be chill. So next we are going to talk about... Oh, let's let's get into this one. The Chinese spy balloon, man. Again, I'm going to use the power of Google. All right. So spy balloon, the the most official or the highest level of news channel. I'm just going to pick it out. Oh, let's listen to CNN. So Pentagon releases the selfies taken by U.S. pilot showing the Chinese spy balloon in the air. So what do we have over here? The U.S. Defense Department has released a selfie taken by the cockpit of a U-2 spy plane as an airman flew above it. So, okay. So, it is like a satellite, right? That's a satellite on a balloon. So, what would you want to do with a satellite on a balloon when you have 10 times better satellites right there? crossing United States of America like 10 times a day. Why would you throw it on a balloon? But anyways, let's just read more. The selfie taken by the pilot uh, shows the shadow of the aircraft on the balloon and a clear image of the balloon payload. This is stupid, man. I don't think that any country needs to throw a goddamn balloon in 2023 to spy over another country. Everybody knows that there are satellites all over the place. Everybody, every country monitors every inch of soil of every other country. That's how they found out about those atom bomb tests of India back in what? Pokhran, when was that? 1990 something. Yeah, definitely 96 or something. Right? That's how you figure it out. You know everything. And that was like 1990s. This is 2000. 23 why would you put it like an idiot on a balloon but let's read more because we got time okay a senior state department official said earlier in month that flybys revealed that the high altitude balloon was capable of conducting signal intelligence collection operation <laughs> i think i'm too dumb to understand that what does that mean signal intelligence collection operation to just put three four <laughs> engineering terms over there like, oh let's like uh, momentum signals system and engineering <laughs> anyways moving to the next one officials said that they decided against shooting the balloon down over the u.s because of its size fairing falling debris could hurt civilians okay 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 What's the important one? Hey, there's a video over here. Let's take a look at it. What? There's a 28-minute ad, which I went, pause, opens a new tab. Hell no, I'm not watching that. Okay. 
Still, officials tracking balloons saw little reason to be alarmed. Okay, but also, it's a global news. At the time, according to the U.S. official, balloon was expected to sail over Alaska and continue on the northern trajectory that intelligence and uh, the military officials could track. Okay, Neil deGrasse Tyson is talking about it. If it does not show me a 30-second ad, then I'm... Shut up, man. Come on. Oh, my God. When you click on it, <laughs> it just... Instead of pausing it, opens a new tab. I'm not going to deal with it anymore. But uh, I am going to listen to Neil deGrasse Tyson somewhere on YouTube because I do not have... I do not have to see ads. Payment decline. Maybe I will have to see ads very soon. On CNN. So I can completely trust it. They're bragging about flying over the U.S. Um, you know, what's your reaction as you hear this whole story? Don't you just fly planes over the U.S. as well, man? <laughs> Shit. Watch this unfold. By the way, if you lift balloons high enough from the west of the United States, that's what they will do. The wind does that for free. Yeah. That's why they're so cheap, right? <laughs> hey, man. Throw it high enough and gravity does it for you for free, right? So, how is this any better than a satellite? That's what I'm trying to understand. Neil deGrasse Tyson better tell me because he has written like 10 books on astrophysics. Shut up. Shut up, man. If you need to drop, if you need to have a nuclear delivery system, why would you have a balloon? You would have a plane. That's how they did it in 1940s. You, why would you... Okay, we are going backwards, so maybe we would be doing nuclear delivery system with a balloon. Talks about everything other than the spy balloons. So nobody knows what's going on, right? They're going to talk about everything other than what it is, why it is. For all I know, what I think is that it's just a prank, man. They're just playing with you. Or it can also be a decoy of having your distraction while something big is happening. Nobody knows. Nobody, nobody is going to talk about it plainly and openly. So, it's just my guess. Alright, let's talk about this. Linkin Park is coming out with a new album. Now, I do not know about you. If you're a fan of Linkin Park or not. But I'm pretty sure that you have heard that one song in the end that everyone has heard now me personally we first listened to that song in sixth class how old are you when you are six that's 18 minus six that we were 12 years old and i still remember it was day and age of ipods and uh, we did not have ipods we just had few mp4 players which we used to call ipods <laughs> and all they did was have an SD card which would have some videos ultra low quality we used to call it 3GP I don't know if Gen Z could even relate to it yesterday I was talking to a guy who was born in 2020 uh, no 2001 don't talk to one year olds so 2001 and he said he does not know what the fuck Orkut is and that's it like 2000, uh, 2006 seven. that's what we were doing Try to talk to girls on awkward. Uh, but 
Gen Z kid, I think, started with Facebook, and that generation after that would be starting with Instagram. They do not know what Facebook is. For us, a lot of us just moved from awkward to Facebook because everyone else did. But uh, I still remember I had an awkward account with Chester Bennington as my DP. That is what you would do because back then, you would not have a good enough camera to take your own picture and even if you did you did not look good enough right so you would not take your own picture and have like david beckham on on your display picture so i had chester bennington for obvious reasons that band was freaking fantastic and i remember growing up thinking i love lincoln park but i have no idea what they are singing about <laughs> like even if i read it lyrics line by line word by word i would have no idea what Chester is singing about what Mike Shinoda is singing about. But now I finally know that all the songs of Linkin Park was like childhood trauma. That's it. Like if you look at In The End, Given Up, or uh, Numb, or the latest song that came that is Lost, all of them are about like, childhood trauma and how I'm going to move far away but somehow it is not working out for me um, you might be knowing the tragedy that happened with the band that is uh, we no longer have Chester Bennington uh, but what they came up with is that the song Lost was the 13th song of their second studio album that is Matura and they did not release it because Law sounded a lot like Numb. And it does. And Numb was a super hit. You know that. I think Numb did bigger numbers than in the end did. But one of the most popular songs there ever was. And now they released Laws, but I don't think that it is getting the popularity that Linkin Park was once getting. Although I would listen to it day and night, but I don't know if others are going to do that. It's just 23 million or so. I don't think that's a big number, but I fucking love that song. That new song that came, you should listen to it. I even posted it on Instagram. And also, this is like one of the things that I'm so deeply attached with because I literally grew up listening to these songs. Uh, I started listening to them after Mature. I think Minutes to Midnight, I saw firsthand getting released. And then I illegally downloaded it and listened to it and then there was like fourth it was still the day and age of the torrents and then there was uh what was the next album uh yeah total sixth album even the hunting party which which was sixth album and Lingenbuck was already uh facing downfall by then i love the songs but then again i think that's the song that only that generation would connect well with and they are coming back with few of the songs that were made but not released. You know, these artists like make hundreds of songs and then release 10 of them. So I'm pretty sure that there's abundance of library to be published for the next 10 years. But you should check it out if you're into that, if you're one of the few who are into that rock rap. Because rock is also dying. There's no like big rock band anymore. Uh, we grew up listening to like Bullet for the Valentine. Metallica was far gone for the last generation for us even. Uh, but I did listen to Leonard Skinner, uh, ACDC, 
But that was again like the rock generation, right? But then the 90s was like rock peak, rap peak, and then it started to fuse and they made punk rock and then they made like rap plus rock that started by Linkin Park. Alembiscuit was very much similar. And then a bunch of other bands started to pop in. And then Justin Bieber came and it all died out. <laughs> but Justin, when did Justin Bieber start to become big? What was that baby song, right? Was it 2010 or so? I think it is. Yeah, 2010. So I think Justin Bieber is the one that killed it all. <laughs> okay, uh, that's about it. Let's let's get into that one segment we where we uh, talk about some of the great speakers. And today I have one of your favorite, Andrew Tate. Now, I firmly believe one thing that oh. I just typed Andrew Huberman. Now, I firmly believe one thing, that one of the most successful people, if you look into it, a lot of them turn out to be a martial artist. And uh, same goes with Andrew Tate. And there's something about martial arts that has that emotion in you that helps you to fight. Like all martial art is about is fighting. If you have competed in martial art, you go out there and fight one against one. And that fighting mentality is very important in life because that's what we do all the time. We fight every day. That was the first part of the podcast. Inside our head, we fight continuously. And those people who come from that martial art background has that mentality and they grow rapidly. They acquire any skill that they need to get where they want to get. And for that, they are going to fight. But apart from that, I really respect the man's ability to speak. He's a fantastic speaker, without a doubt. And about the controversy that is going on right now, like he's in jail. Uh, I'm not going to get into it. You know, I don't get into those things. I only get into the things that we can learn from these people. And uh, if you want to uh, get into that deep i think pvd did a podcast uh, about about Tate with his lawyer so you can check that out but i'm going to pick out any podcast let's let's pick out a podcast with pvd himself and uh, break down his way of speaking and i have talked about david goggins way of speaking before jordan peterson's way of speaking and with Tate, he's a completely different speaker than both of them but equally good, if not more. So let's pick any part. And that's what I do in this part of the podcast, which we call Fantastic Speakers, that I just pick any part and I'm dead sure that we can learn something out because great speakers are great speakers at any point of time they're speaking. So let's go. See, number one, it's stupid that he's having sunglasses indoor. But that's his thing. That's what Tony Ferguson did. That's what Conor McGregor thing did. I'm not going to talk about all those things. Just looking at the way that he's talking, number one thing that you can learn that I've not talked about so far are the hand gestures. Look at his hand, the way he explains things. Lose, no matter how well you play, if you lose, at some point you made a mistake. Mm. Number one. There's a huge amount of firmness in his voice. When he speaks, he does not hesitate, thinks back and blurbs. So there's a confidence, a good amount of fluency. There's no uh, um, we have talked about this before. 
one thing that you can focus the most on are the hand gestures. Look at his hands. And I'm going to talk. I know the first question that is going to come to your head is that how, how can I do that? How can I have better hand gestures? But we'll get into that. Just observe it first. Minor mistake. You made a mistake. Maybe it was two years ago, whatever. But you made a mistake. And you learn absolute and accountability for yourself. Minor. So how do you get better hand gestures? The thing about hand gestures is that you are using one of the biggest limbs that is visible while you speak to elaborate the things in a better manner. And that's like 50% of talking. 50% of talking is visual. Very small fraction is actually the way that you speak. A lot of it is confidence. A lot of it is fluency. A lot of it is eye contact. A huge portion of that are the hand gesture or the body posture. Now, your question is, Ashish, how do I get better at that? The thing is that it cannot be learned in a voluntary fashion that I tell you, okay, in this kind of talk, you have hand gestures like this, or this should be going on in your head when you are explaining a particular thing, or this should be the kind of hand gesture when you're talking about this particular thing. It does not work like that. Instead, what I want you to do is observe at your hand gestures when you're talking in your native language, not in the language of English. Now, for those people who grew up speaking English in America, it's a completely different deal. But that's what you see, like people who grew up speaking that language, let's say Americans or the Britishers, when they speak, they're much more comfortable and they naturally talk better. Like they're not going to learn much out of art of speaking that they did not they are not already implementing so the thing is that in your native tongue when you're talking you are naturally going to have hand gestures facial expressions and everything that you want to implement when you speak english but when you speak english especially if you're it's your second language those things do not pop out or even if even if, let us say, it's not your second language, your first language, but you go on stage and you panic, you come under pressure and those hand gestures go out and also your voice starts to shake and the connectors start to seep in and you become much more underconfident. What, why is that? It's all about the comfort. If you are comfortable, the facial expressions are going to come. If you are comfortable, the hand gestures are going to come. If you are comfortable, you are going to become funny. If you are comfortable, you are going to be able to express yourself like you would express anything in front of your friends. The reason why you could talk so much in front of your friends or your parents or the people that you grew up with is because you are comfortable in front of them. So, hand gestures, humor, facial expression... These things are the highest level of speaking and are only going to come when you have mastered the lower levels. Those are fluency, connectors, pauses, push and pull, the things that we have already talked in a lot of portion of the previous art podcast. So you can certainly look at him and understand why you listen to him so carefully when he speaks why whatever comes out of his mind or whatever comes out of his mouth you think that he might be right or you think that it is correct 
the reason is that he says with the speaking skill that he has which is shown in the certainty in his voice and the confidence that is clearly depicted by the body posture and the hand gestures now these things register in your mind in a very subconscious level you do not look at andrew tate and look at his hand gesture and think that that's why he's so confident but our genetics have trained us in that manner that there are few things that transmit a single information to us that person is confident that person knows what he or she is talking about and it comes like a black box inside that would be a bunch of information which i'm breaking down over here because i see these things what makes a person great which is most of the time speaking and then what makes a person great speakers which are the breakdowns that i'm giving you right now so hand gesture is one let's try to look into what else we can learn from him now his way of speaking i think i've mentioned it once before is more of a political speaker a political speaker speaks in a way that i know what i'm doing this is what you are supposed to do follow me do this this is how things work now you're going to hate me for this maybe but i'm saying it right away the next part that i'm going to discuss is completely independent of what i'm doing over here i'm just going to bring out a speech of hitler and he's going to speak in german you won't understand anything over there i'm in no way shape or form comparing these two i'm just saying what a political speaker looks like because hitler is the highest level of political speaker now although i did call adulted a political speaker it's not like he is a political speaker he's like kind of inclining in that direction but hitler as evil as he was and as bad as the deeds that he did was a fantastic speaker i don't think you can deny that the way he uh, spoke drove a complete goddamn country okay so so i don't think many people are going to deny this but also there's not going to be much that you can learn from hitler's way of speaking like, i don't want you to be speaking like this but what i want you to see is that what can happen when someone speaks like this okay now what i'm kind of doing right now is breaking down hitler's way of speaking just picking up any random speech okay now understand what goes in a human's brain when someone talks like this okay i'm even going to turn off the subtitles we don't need this see the, see the amount of emotion that he's exerting through his voice he is an emotional speaker over here and that is something that the audience can connect with he's putting every last ounce of energy because that shows that he is there for the people he is there exerting that much energy to show people that this is what you are supposed to do this is something that is better for you so he he is bringing that energy look at the amount of energy that he is putting 
look at the emotions on his face that much amount of energy and emotion people are going to think that you are doing this for them and thus they want to get behind you so the biggest dictators that this planet has ever seen they're all great speakers it's impossible to rile up a crowd until unless you are a great speaker and speaking is the oldest profession politics is one of the oldest profession and julius caesar did uh, mark antonio what, what was that marcus antonio uh, whatever uh, i'll just put the name over here uh, so all all the great leaders all the terrible dictators they were all great speakers and this is what they did number one they showed people that they are the solution and then they got behind that they showed it through their speeches that i know the way and there's a confidence in their eyes even if it is fake even if they have uh, just brainwashed themselves to believe it in a way that it looks real but they tell people that i have a solution and that's what most of us want we want that one man to stand up to solve all our problems that is deep within our dna and that man goes and says that i have a solution and then talks with that amount of confidence with that much amount of energy with the hand gesture god damn that that moves a country so this is like from 1935 i just oh comments are turned off how disappointing let us uh, pick any other one by the way this movie downfall you got to check it out it's freaking fantastic 100% in german but one of the best acting that you're ever going to see at the same speech so i guess hitler just had one speech which is on tape i guess can we find any other look at that energy man who knows he might actually want to he he might have actually believed all of that that's the thing about dictators man see all the dictators want to control the population right and to do that they have to tell people about few things like i'm the god i know this i'm the blessed one i have a touch with a higher power i know the solution i know the way it is all going to be better just a little bit of sacrifice right <laughs> so they say all of these things but the thing which is which is about humans is that we can't say something again and again for years without us believing that ourselves so that's what happens to 100% of dictators they start believing in their own propaganda they all start saying that i'm the god and they all end up believing that i'm the god that's what happened to napoleon that's what happened to probably hitler they they have to they're bound to believe on what they say so somehow it turned from i'm going to talk about speaking skill to what are dictators talking about and what is the thought process of dictators and also civilians but i hope you enjoyed the podcast there are a lot of other things that i can talk about i was also thinking about like breaking down few of the good uh tv series and movies like good ones like seriously good ones like the few the very few tv series that i liked where band of brothers 
Chernobyl. And that's pretty much about it. Like any TV series that lasts more than a season, it's probably just a cash grab. They're just going to keep on stretching it till eternity. Uh, but let me know if you would be interested in that or not. I need to get back to some of the science stuff. That spy balloon was not even close to that, okay? So Spacecast is now merged with Ashishun Talk, every other podcast is. And uh, suggest it. Suggest it down in the comment section. Also, follow me on all the social media platforms and audio podcasts available in all the audio platforms like Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spacecast now. What was that? Um, Spotify and uh, Prime Music now. And then bunch of others link all down in the description box. Available Ashishunjan Talk channel uh, page is available on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, wherever. Links down in the description box. Go to my website if you want to book a personal telephonic consultancy. There's just a registration slot. You pick your slot, you pick your date. It's according to your convenience. Uh, there's a very good system now in place. Uh, new courses on the website like uh, sustainable youtube development which has been kind of for a while a lot of people have already enrolled and then a podcast if you want to start your own podcast uh, art of speaking course just dropped uh, it's mainly because now i'm having two kind of art of speaking one where you get all the recorded lessons if you want like personal level guidance then you go for a higher program but if you just want the techniques tactics it is 100 percent over there check it out i'll leave all the links down in the description box hope you enjoyed the podcast some of the guests that are coming up you're going to love them some of the familiar faces guess who and some of the new faces also so stay tuned every week we are going to be over here to make your weekends better give the next week a newfound momentum see you next time till then bye